As terrible as this may sound, one of the great, I guess, advantages or benefits of leprosy is that it is rather obvious when someone is a leper. They have these horrible sores all over their bodies, especially on their extremities. Their skin and their flesh is literally rotting away, and so you can smell them. They're disfigured. So when we hear in the first reading from the book of Leviticus, this exhortation to send those who have the marks of leprosy away, they're doing this. They're responding to an obvious problem. They're responding to protect the community, to make it a safer community, to keep the illness and the brokenness outside of the community. It's an effort, so to speak, in one way, of, of mercy and of safety, of well-being. Because those who are marked by it must stay away. However, when we look at this also from the eyes of Jesus, in one way, the same motivation that motivates the Israelites to have the lepers on the outside of the community is one of the reasons why Jesus goes outside into deserted places to the lepers. You see, in the kingdom of God, which Jesus establishes through the incarnation, those things that we would think obviously mark us as outsider, as other, as detached, are actually where Jesus meets us, heals us, and invites us back into communion with him. Jesus goes out to the brokenness of the world, to the obvious places where we are most in need and he touches us. Jesus, the letter to the Hebrews says it so beautifully, we have a, a redeemer who is like us in all things but sin. He takes on our broken humanity so they can be saved. Jesus touches the leper and therefore, according to Jewish law, makes himself unclean so that what? He can clean and heal and establish his reign of mercy and of love. The challenge for us, or well, I guess it's twofold, is one thing we have to recognize is that each and every one of us are just as obviously broken and on the outside and in need of conversion as the lepers were in the time of Jesus. Each and every one of us has been stained with the contagion of sin. We inherit that from our first parents in our birth, and then when we choose after the age of reason to fall into sin or to repeat sin, we are like these lepers. We are marking ourselves as other, as away from God. One of the things that we do in sin is we turn our face away from God. And where the face is pointed, so too is the heart. So in turning our face away, turning our gaze away from God, we actually turn our hearts away from Him. And we put ourselves out there. The challenge, the second part, is not just that we are broken. It's that unlike leprosy, for us, oftentimes, those things that mark us are not as obvious as leprosy is. They can be in certain ways, if perhaps we're publicly ridiculed or mocked or scorned for something that we've said or done. But most of the time, the marks of our leprosy, if you will, are not necessarily known to other people. We wouldn't know, for instance, if you've fallen into the sin of fornication or greed 
or wrath. It wouldn't be written on your face necessarily. Yet, that would be something that would mark you as turning from God, as other, as on the outside, in need of healing, in need of renewal that comes from Jesus. But that's just our sins. We also have other marks and other leprosy signs that put us outside also. Because, I don't know about you all, we have families too. And as wonderful as families are, and I count myself blessed to come from a wonderful family, it's not always easy, is it? And sometimes families are very destructive. Nowadays, you young people especially, those of you who are under 25, the majority of you come from non-nuclear families where your parents have either split up or they were never together at all. That's a real challenge. But not only that, even if they were together, we bear the marks of feeling abandoned and rejected by our parents or unloved or as unseen. Now, if this wasn't enough, our own sinfulness and the brokenness that we in, in one way experience from our relationships with our families, we also have social things. People are depressed and anxious. People struggle with their mental health. And all of those things in one way, in different ways, of course, sin and mental health issues are very different things in how they relate us to the Lord, but in one way, it's like leprosy. It marks us, it posits us outside. But Jesus comes to us, and he touches us there, because it is in that broken place, it is in that place where you need a Savior, that Jesus has come, is coming, and will come to save you. And so we must imitate, therefore, the example of the leper in the gospel. The first thing is this. We need to know my, you need to know yourself. The old adage, know thyself. What are those things that get in the way of your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with others or that make those relationships unhealthy? Whether it be sin or family wounds or mental health or social problems, it's important for us to know what ails us. And the second thing, once we know that, and sometimes the world is a cruel place and we are like the lepers, it's not only that we know that, but everyone knows that. But when we know ourselves, when we know what's going on, what must we do? Go to Jesus in private, in the deserted places. The first and the most obvious place is in the sacrament of confession and reconciliation. We also come to Jesus at the altar, who is fully present to us in the Eucharist. We go to Jesus in the silence of our heart and in prayer. We put those things at his feet when we spend time with him in the blessed sacrament and Eucharistic adoration. But take these things to Jesus so that what? So that he can touch you and heal you, and then send you out. But here's the thing that we also must do. It's not just that I'm broken, I'm sorry, Jesus. We have to change our lives. The leper who lives on the outside, what does he do? Even though Jesus tells him not to do it, he goes to the heart of the church. He goes into the villages, into those places. He goes to where he is called to go, or where he feels called to go. He changes his life. The outsider is now on the inside and is sharing it freely and widely and broadly. 
We have to change our lives in a similar way when we invite Jesus into our heart. And here's the beauty of it for each and every one of us. It doesn't matter how broken we are. There's an old adage in monastic life, in religious life, that God doesn't choose the strong to be monks and religious. He chooses the weakest and the most broken. So what does that mean? I look at my own vocation to the priesthood and religious life not as some ratification of how amazing I am, but as God's way of saying, Patrick, you are so in need of my love that the only way you're going to make it out of here alive is if you give your life entirely to me because you're so broken. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're all in that boat together. We are all broken and in need. And God has chosen us and God has called us. And when we are healed and touched and made new by him, weaklings that we are, we are made great. And we can do as St. Paul exhorted us in that first, or the second reading from the first letter to the Corinthians. We can do everything for the glory of God. Because it's no longer my mess. It's my mess with the Son of God united fully with me. It's my mess that has been, is being, and will be conquered by Jesus' love, by Jesus' touch, and by Jesus' message and mission of mercy and healing. Don't be afraid of those broken things. And the next few days, we'll step off into the great season, the great fast of Lent, as we prepare in these next couple days to establish what's my, what's my, what's my, what are my practices of Lent going to be, a good thing to do between now and Wednesday is to name those areas, those sores, those pustules, those marks of leprosy, and bring them to Jesus and focus this Lent on conversion in those areas, on healing in those areas, and on letting Jesus reign in your hearts. Because when we experience the touch of God, it changes everything. And Jesus is coming to you and is extending his hand. Open your garments, open your hearts, and let him touch your brokenness so that you might be healed.